Hey, this is Sarah Marie, and you're listening to the Soul of Worship, Are You Making a Sound podcast. Here, we study the Word of God in an effort to get to know Him more deeply so we can worship Him more authentically. In the Soul of Worship online Bible study community, we are currently deep diving into the book of Psalms and unlocking the power with prayer and praise. To make these studies more readily available, I will also be loading the audio from our weekly lunchtime live recaps to the Soul of Worship podcast. If you'd like to join our Monday night Zoom discussions or get the PDF downloads, you can register at www.soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study, or you can create a login to the workshop, our online learning portal at soulofworship.com forward slash workshop. Thank you for being here, and I pray that God speaks to you throughout today's class. All right, God bless everyone today. How are you? We're here for our lunchtime live. We are going to be breaking down Psalm 23 today. So come on in and join me. Um, we are just about to get started here. We are in this series, Unlocking the Power with Prayer and Praise as we dive deep into the Psalms, uncovering some of these common themes that we see uh, displayed and revealed through in intimate times of worship and prayer. Um, we have been in the beginning uh, book of the Psalms, which is Psalms chapter 1 through 41. So we've been diving in um, and uncovering these common themes, these kingdom keys, as I like to call it. Um, and a lot of these are written by David, right? So we can see why David had so much success in his life as a warrior, as a worshiper, as a man after God's own heart. And that is because he poured out his life to the Lord through prayer and through worship through praise and so um we're about to get started here um yes it is a snow well the snow is just starting but it is a snow day so yes surely you're able to join us here today for the lunchtime live uh praise the lord and so uh again we're just about to get started god bless everyone who's joining um hi irene and gidget over on facebook and then i see a few of us over here on instagram so apologize i look a little crazy <laughs> <laughs> we're we're jumping in so let me know that you can hear me see me okay say hello in the chat but i'm gonna pray and then we're gonna jump in heavenly father Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy, God. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity that you have given us to once more be able to speak about your word, to speak about your truth, to find uh, comfort and encouragement and um, and just so much in your living word. Lord, we, we thank you that we're able to gain sustenance here today during our lunchtime hour to dig deep into your word, to receive the spiritual food, the spiritual nourishment as we dive deep into your 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 words tonight father god or today uh lord and we pray that you would take complete control of this bible study complete control of this live stream lord i pray that everyone who's meant to be connected will be connected and that whether or not they could stay here for the full hour or they're only here for a minute or two or 15 minutes or 20 minutes that whatever it is lord that you will speak into their hearts during that time that they're listening father god and that your word would come forth lord i pray that you would you would equip me father god and that you would allow me to speak what you want for your people today um, and that you would be glorified in all of this father lord we do it all for your glory all for your honor all to bring you praise in jesus mighty name lord we pray all things amen all right amen so we are ready to jump in today uh amen i got some thumbs up amen uh so uh we're we're good to go so quick outline of our discussion. Uh, this is week 10 of our study. So I encourage you that if you've missed previous weeks to go back in and find the replays, join our online learning portal so you can get access to the previous weeks and get yourself caught up. But either way, every week is a new word and every week is an opportunity to uh, dig deep into his word. And so uh, you will still get something out of today, even if you haven't um, been in any of these discussions before. So what I am going to do is do a quick recap of where we left 
left off last time or what we talked about last time. And then we're going to go into this week's theme. So we are going to start in Psalm 23. I know Psalm 23 is a favorite Psalm of so many of us. And because we're familiar with it, we might think, oh, I know everything about that. I've had that memorized forever. But I want you to come with a fresh lens and a fresh perspective today because uh, there's something that God wants to either remind you of, show you for the very first time, um, or just make sure that you know it, so that you know it and believe it to be true in your life. Um, and so we're actually going to cover Psalm 23 over a two-week period. And so this is just going to be part one. After we get through part one today, we'll talk about some key steps. How do we apply this knowledge to our daily life? Um, and then also talk about, uh, again, key takeaways and announcements, a um, little bit of a, of a calendar change for next week. So I just want to make sure that everybody is aware of that. Also, other resources that are available through the Soul of Worship ministry, where to find them. Um, and then at the end, we do t uh, spend some time taking prayer requests. So if you would like to, um, you know, leave a prayer request, please put it in the chat and we will certainly get to it. Amen. God bless you, brother Yazir. He's greeting us from Pakistan. Yes, God bless you. We're so grateful that you are joining us here again today. All right, so what did we learn last time? Last time we were in the second half of Psalm 18. Psalm 18 also took us two weeks to cover because there was so much in there. And so last week we were focusing on the following keys, following kingdom keys. So one, God never turns away a heart that humbles itself before him. It was because of God's great mercy that he saved David, that he delivered David, that he forgave David, that he restored David, that he gave David victory. It was because no matter what David was going through, David always turned to the Lord. Whether he was fearful, whether he was fighting enemies, whether he was repent, whether he was coming from a sinful place, right? He repented before the Lord and he received mercy from God. And so what a what a good story that is for us, right? We know that if we come to the Lord in true repentance and, and in prayer and in and with a humble attitude and a contrite spirit, God will never turn that away. He will restore us and save us and deliver us. And so we will never be perfect until we reach that glorious state in heaven. But in this life, God does call us to excellence. He calls us to a better way. He calls us to a higher standard. And so we can choose to follow God's way. We can choose to walk in the paths of righteousness. We can choose to seek the Lord in every single way, shape, or form. We can choose to separate ourselves from sin and iniquity. We can make that choice. God has given us that choice. He has given us that power. And when we rely on God in everything, he will make us victorious in all things as well. And so because of that, when we turn to the Lord, when we keep him number one, God's right hand is what holds us up. It is God's gentleness that makes us great. And God empowers us to not only conquer our enemies, but to utterly defeat them. Okay. Not just say, oh, I won this battle. I'll see you again next year when I have to deal with this again. No, God wants us to completely deal with the issues in our life, deal with the enemies in our life and cut off his, their heads. He wants to be sure that we are uprooting the problem in every area. And so David said, you, you trained my hands for war. You gave me the strategies. You told me how to do this so that I could completely completely defeat my enemies. And so God wants us to be, to defeat, to completely defeat the enemy in our life, that we don't have constant things that we deal with, but that we truly overcome them. And so, and because of that, every deliverance from God, every deliverance should lead us to worship, should lead to a new song coming out of our mouth. So just like David did every, every, um, Every deliverance that he received released new worship onto God because he could, he could sing of his beauty. He could sing of what God did. And because of that, other generations can know how powerful God is. And so we need to make sure that we're singing a new song to the Lord for what he has done, reflecting on time periods. We also talked a lot last week, especially in the Zoom class, um, about journaling and how important journaling is because we, and, and, and how important it is to also go back, right? To go back and see what you prayed for three years ago and be like, man, God did show up. Look at this prayer request that I had three years ago and now I'm living in it. I am living in the answered prayer and have I stopped to thank God for what he has already done. Amen. God bless you, uh, Prophet Jesse. God bless you. She said, I'm loving the book of Psalms. Praise the Lord. It is so, so good. So again, that's just a recap of what we were talking about last week. And so we got something new and fresh today. So week 10 of the study, 
unlocking the power with prayer and praise is to know this key. The Lord is my shepherd. And not just know it, but know it so deeply. Believe it so deeply that it transforms the way that we that we look at God, that we look at our life, that we look at our issues, that we look at our situations, because God is our shepherd. Amen. So as I said before, Psalm 23, you probably know it by heart. It is even if you don't have many scriptures memorized, scriptures memorized in the Bible, you might know this one very well. You very you probably know the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That is something that Many, many people, even non-believers know and have heard it before, right? It is such a powerful psalm. Um, a quote that I read from James Montgomery Boyce, he says, ministers have used it, talking about Psalm 23, to comfort people who are going through severe personal trials, suffering illness or dying. For some, the words of this psalm have been the last that they have ever uttered in life. And it is so powerful. And we know this, right? And rightfully so. Because Psalm 23 is an amazing, amazing song. It is a song of complete reliance upon God. And not only that, and looking at it from the perspective of the sheep, but it's also a beautiful revelation of how God desires to care for us, how God desires to lead us, how God desires to protect us and provide for his people. This is an intimate, close relationship. This is a relationship between shepherd and sheep where the shepherd is not afraid to come down and one-on-one -on -one care for us, even in the midst of a flock, that he cares for each sheep individually. And it is a beautiful, beautiful depiction of our Lord, our God, and our Savior, Jesus Christ. So let's go ahead and jump into Psalm 23. I want to read verses one through four first, and then we're going to break it down. And that's all we're going to cover today is verses one through four. Five and six is going to be next time. But verses one through four, let us sit in this for a minute. So it says, and I know you know it, but say it with me. Read it again fresh. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff they comfort me. Amen. So let's talk about this. The Lord is my shepherd. I have to admit that as I studied and I prepared for this week, that I just stood on this phrase for a long time. The Lord is my shepherd. It has been my prayer. It has been my worship over the last couple of weeks to just truly know this, that the Lord is my shepherd. Because it's truly remarkable that the Lord would call himself our shepherd. In Israel and in other ancient societies, a shepherd's work was considered the lowest of all works. If a family needed a shepherd, it was always the youngest son, like David, who got this unpleasant assignment. It was considered the lowest position for the family. But because David knew himself the role so intimately, I believe that he didn't see this as a lowly role, but as a valuable role that demonstrated the love and the care that God has for his people. Or at the very least, David was saying, I, I know how God is leading me. I know how he's cared for me. And he has loved me and cared for me in the same way that I cared for and loved my sheep. I can see and understand God in such a deeper way because I've been this. And I can see the heart of the Father and the way that he cares and loves me. 
I think this also applies to, you know, even just becoming a parent, right? You can understand God and his love for us when you become a parent yourself, when you love your child despite their mistakes, when you don't want them hurt, when you want them to listen, when you want them to be obedient because it's for their benefit, right? You can understand God as father when you yourself are a parent. And so David here is understanding God as shepherd because he himself was chosen to be the shepherd of the flock of his family. And he could see that God indeed was was loving and caring and protecting and intimately having relationship with his people in the same way that he did with his sheep. And so even though we're talking about Psalm 23 here, this is not the first or even the last verse or reference to God as our shepherd. There's many. And I'm going to give you a few. Genesis 49, 26. So from the beginning, from Genesis to Revelation, there are um, references to God as our shepherd. So Genesis 49, 24, Jacob called the Lord the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Psalm 28, 9, David also invited the Lord, come and shepherd the people of Israel and bear them up together. Psalm 78, not a Psalm of David, but here it does refer to Israel as sheep that God guided like a flock in the wilderness and led them on safely. Psalm 80 also, verse 1, looks to the Lord as the shepherd of Israel who would lead Joseph like a flock. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11 also tells us that the Lord will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm. How tender is that? Also Micah chapter 7 verse 14 invites the Lord to shepherd your people with your staff as in the days of old. Shepherd us like he did before God. Zechariah 13 7 also speaks of the Messiah as the shepherd who will be struck and the sheep scattered. This is also quoted in Matthew 26 31. And then of course Jesus himself clearly declaring himself according to what is written in John 10 that he is not only the door of the sheep pen but also the good shepherd who gives his life for his sheep that know his voice. And then finally, Revelation chapter 7, verse 17 says, For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. How powerful is that? The lamb, also the shepherd, right? Jesus himself saying, I'm the door. I'm the gatekeeper. I'm the one who, I'm not going to let anybody come into my sheep pen who's going to disturb my sheep. I'm, I will lay down my life for my sheep. And if you were in this Bible study in 2021, we did a whole, um, year i think study in the gospel of john and so if you want to go back and and get download the pdf or look back at the live from march of 2021 on john 10 it talk we talk deeply about sheep and jesus as the good shepherd and the gate of the sheep and it's a beautiful beautiful revelation of jesus and how he protects us so but today what i want to focus on is the what is a shepherd right the idea of Jesus as the good shepherd, it was super precious to early Christians and should still be precious to us. It is one of the more common themes in catacomb paintings, right? You, you see this, you know, the paintings I'm probably talking about where Jesus is the shepherd. He's got a lamb, right? Across his shoulders, the lost sheep across his shoulders. This is still one of the most intimate and personal depictions of the Lord for us today, that that good shepherd that goes out and rescues the lost sheep that doesn't want any in his sheep pen to be lost any of it in his flock to be lost and though it isn't a glamorous job many patriarchs of old were shepherds abraham was a shepherd jacob moses of course david and amos and again, clearly Jesus didn't find the position too lowly to consider himself the good shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. I'm the one who takes excellent care of his sheep. And so shepherds lived in the fields with their sheep. 
Shepherds did a life together with their sheep. This is that that in and of itself is powerful because it shows us that God desires to abide in us. He desires to sit with us, to to dine with us, to to be with us at all times. This is the kind of lifestyle that God wants to have with his people. And not only was the shepherd always available to its sheep, but the sheep looked to the shepherd and relied on the shepherd to meet their every single need. They they don't rely on their own understanding. They rely on their shepherd. The shepherd was their guide. The shepherd is their physician. The shepherd is their protector. The, The shepherd is the provider. The shepherd is everything to the sheep. Everything. This is the type of relationship that God wants us to have with him. That we look and rely on him for everything. Everything. So this is complete dependence on the Lord. The idea behind God's role as shepherd, this is loving care. This is concern. This is that God cares for you. He cares for you. David found comfort in this and he found security in this, in the thought that God cared for him so much, just like a shepherd cares for his sheep. David could live at peace and you and I could live at peace knowing that around every single turn, David could totally rely on the Lord to keep him safe, to keep him fed, to keep him watered. In other words, that David says, I am fully sustained by the Lord. Fully sustained. None of this is anything that I have. None of it is because of me. It's because the Lord sustains me. Because the Lord leads me. Because the Lord, my shepherd, fully sustains me in every single season. There is no one else that can do it like our God. There is no one else that we can fully put our trust in. Only the Lord can be my shepherd. Only the Lord can lead us like this. And there is power in declaring that the Lord is my shepherd, right? We've talked about this before, how David, this shows relationship because David said, the Lord is my rock. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my shepherd. So David's like saying, he goes, I don't know what what he may be doing for you, but I know for me, I know in my life that the Lord is leading me. I know that the Lord is helping me, that he's hurting me, that he's feeding me, that he is sustaining me. The Lord is my shepherd. Is the Lord your shepherd? Are we submitting to the Lord as shepherd? Because the sheep has to submit to gain the benefits, to gain the full benefits of the shepherd, there must be submission to the shepherd. And David understood this. David knew that sheep were 100% reliant upon the shepherd for every single need. And he related his life and his relationship with the Lord in the same way. As I said before, he's saying and he's declaring, I'm not doing any of this on my own. Don't get it twisted, people. You might look to me and I might look like a great king. I might look like a great warrior. I may look like, you know, whatever it is that you think I am. But know that this is not of any of my doing. God is orchestrating every step. He is orchestrating every move. I am just following the sound of my shepherd's voice. It is God who teaches me. It is God who is my teacher. It is God who is feeding me. He is my God who's taking me to a place where I, where I can find rest, a place where I can drink, a place where I can eat, even in the midst of this desert that God is leading me to where these green pastures might be. And he is always with me. And no matter what I'm facing, I feel safe. It is God who, who I welcome his rod. I welcome his staff. I welcome his guidance. I welcome his correction because I know that this is for my benefit because I trust my shepherd. I trust my shepherd. 
I trust that this is good for me. I trust that where he's leading me will lead me to a green pasture. I trust that even though this is rocky terrain and even though it's not easy and he's making me walk longer than usual, I know that if I follow him, it will lead me to blessing, that it will lead me to sustenance, that it will lead me to exactly what I need and when I need it. And so David says, not only the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. This is both a declaration as much as it is a decision. Okay. The declaration says, I shall not want all of my needs. They're supplied by the Lord because he's my shepherd, but it's also a decision. I shall not want. I decide right now. I've made the decision right now to not desire more than what the Lord, my shepherd, gives me. I trust that what I have is what he has provided and it is exactly what I need right now. I shall not want for more than what my shepherd gives. I, that's, that's hard. That's, that's, that's hard to say that decision. But I, but that's a, that's a trust. That's a trust factor that what I have right now, if I'm in the will of God, if I am walking, truly believing that the Lord is my shepherd, then what I have right now, what the Lord has provided is from his hand and I will orchestrate it well. What he has given me, I will eat when he tells me to eat. I will stop when he tells me to stop. I will walk when he tells me to walk because I know that what I have right now is exactly what I need. So when I truly know that the Lord is my shepherd in my heart and we truly, truly believe it, that will be the end of dissatisfaction in our lives. We can live satisfied by what God has provided. And like I said before, this is not easy. But God wants us to surrender and allow ourselves to be fully sustained and satisfied in him. God knows what we need. God knows that we need food. He knows that we need shelter. He knows that we need rest. And he's a good father. He's a good father. And so he will provide and he will lead. But I've got to trust in him to do it. If we know that God's intention for us is always good, then we can live satisfied with the way that he shepherds us. We can live satisfied knowing that he knows best and we can keep following after God. Does that make sense? And I know this is a challenge. This is a challenge. I speak to myself a thousand times before I'm telling it all to you. The Lord ministered to me multiple times as I put this Bible study together. This is a mind shift. It is that there's a difference between knowing this and living this. And God wants to take us into living this. This is year 2023. He wants you to live like Psalm 23. He wants you to live in complete reliance on him that he has got this. Even if things look like they are getting worse on the outside, if they look like different than what you expected, but you can trust that the Lord is leading and protecting and guiding us because we're living with him as our shepherd. Sometimes you might think, but okay, Lord, I know you're my shepherd. You say I shall not want. You, you, lay, you make me lie down in green pastures, but where are these pastures, Lord? Where are the pastures, Lord? I'm looking for the pasture. Where is it? I, I have to admit, I say that to the Lord. Lord, where is it? Where are these things that you've promised me? Where? But you have, and if you're on Instagram, I'm sorry that you can't look at this picture because I have it up on, on Facebook. Because there's what we think might be a pasture and what biblically this pasture is talking about. Mm. Yes, amen, in the chat. Wow, that's good. Live Psalm 23 in the year 2023. That's it. That's a download right there. That's a download right there. In 2023, let us live out Psalm 23. My God. So we might think of pastures, right? I live in Pennsylvania. There's plenty of land here, plenty of grass. You could drive by, you know, you can see farmland and you think you might see cows grazing on what you would, you and I would call a pasture where it's just so much grass, 
so much availability, so much that they have available to them. But in reality, if you've ever seen, if you've ever been to Israel, if you've ever seen a picture of Jerusalem, it's not luscious grass. It is not uh, what we would call a pasture here in 2023 or in America, right? It is not the same. Again, we often think of these verses like God is going to lead me to this super luscious field where I'm going to be totally comfortable forever. I'm going to kick up and relax because I got plenty of food and water forever. I'm just, God, take me to the destination and let me sit there for the rest of my days, right? But when we think of the geographical context of the type of wilderness that David shepherded in, green pastures are not what we think. As I said before, Israel is very rocky. The desert here is barren. <laughs> there is not an abundance of grazing. But the shepherds in this area, they find just enough for what each sheep needs at the time. And then the shepherd is continuously leading the flock to the next spot. I want to show you, again, if you're on Facebook, then you, you're able to see this picture. This is what a green pasture looks like in Israel, in Jerusalem, in the surrounding areas. These are the hills where a shepherd would lead its sheep. I don't know about you, but this is not, this is not the same thing that I would imagine in my mind when I first read Psalm 23 verses 1 and 2. There's patches of little green grass, little bushes, but they're hidden. They're hidden among the rocks. That's why these sheep need the shepherd because the shepherd knows where to find those hidden resources. The shepherd knows where to lead them. And so these sheep have to trust the shepherd to lead them to these small pieces of grass. To these small zones, to these small areas where they're going to receive nourishment. This is living day by day saying, God, thank you for this bite to eat. Thank you for what you've provided today. And, and shepherd, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that tomorrow you're going to show me where the next hidden patch is. You're going to show me where the next thing is. Cause in reality, the green pastures that David is talking about, they're hidden in desert seasons. They're hidden in places that look barren. This is the type of landscape. This is the type of place where all only God can provide. This is the type of place where from a bird's eye view looks completely barren and empty, but only God can lead you to green grass in the middle of a desert. Only God can lead you to still waters in a dry place. It is only God who can open up an oasis in the middle of the desert. It is only God who can make that manna be provided out of nowhere. It is only God who shepherds us so well. That we can trust that he's leading us to the right place. Because if we don't trust the shepherd, the sheep might say, uh, yeah, where's that green pasture you were talking about, God? All I see is rock. I'm stepping on rocks. I'm stepping on, on, on this, is, this is dry ground. Where's the fertile that you've been talking about? This looks barren. But when we trust the shepherd, he will lead us to even hidden resources in the middle of desert seasons. If that doesn't talk to somebody, it talks to me. It talks to me. So I pray that the Lord is showing you that we need to be the type of sheep that are satisfied with the manna of the day. And that we look up and we say, okay, where to next, Lord? Where do I go next? Thank you for this bite to eat. Thank you for this drink, Lord. You knew where this was. Now, where is the next mouthful? Where is the next provision? Where is the next step? Where do we go next? And then we follow him confidently because we know, thank you, Lord, in the same way that you provided today when I had no idea where this green grass was. I had no idea where we were going to end up. But because I trusted you, I ended on a little bit of a luscious grass, right? I ended up with just enough for today. Show me, God, where the next one is. And I believe and I trust that in the same way that you provided today that you will provide tomorrow. Does that make sense? Somebody talk to me in the chat. All right, get your said Amen. <laughs>
<laughs> Praise God. I know for me, as I read this and got that like epiphany, it was just like, man, this is powerful. This is so powerful that we got to trust that this is the way David saw it. That David was going, hey, wait, so you make me lie down in green pastures. You, you, you find me these hidden resources, these hiding places, right? These fortresses, these, these places that are full of provision. Even when someone else might look at this and say, this don't look like provision. But with God, there is provision in the midst of it. So following God is different than what sometimes we think it should look like. We need to realize that following God into green pastures may not be walking in these huge green fields of knee-deep grass, but it is trusting that God knows where the provision is hiding in the midst of the apparent barrenness. These are secret treasures that can only be found if we follow the shepherd. The sheep didn't need to know where the green pastures are. The sheep didn't need to know where the still waters were. All the sheep needs to know is where the shepherd is. And so if you know where to find the shepherd, you know where to find sustenance. If you know where the shepherd is, you will find nourishment. If you know where the shepherd is, you have everything you need. You shall not want because you know where the shepherd is. So the Lord will guide us to what we need. And this is why it's so critical to grab onto this key. That the Lord is my shepherd. Because once you get it and you trust him that way, the rest of the psalm makes sense. But if we miss this key, we're going to miss the rest of the blessing. If you don't live your life with the Lord allowing him to lead you, you're not going to get to hidden treasures. You're not going to get to the green pastures. You're not going to get to a place where you're restored. You're not going to get to the place where there's paths of righteousness. You're not going to get to a place where you are comforted by the Lord. You're not going to get to a place where you don't fear anything. You need to first know and, and live out that he is your shepherd. I don't know about you. Yes. All you need is to follow the shepherd, follow the shepherd. Wherever he is leading, we don't have to fear. We just got to follow. We just got to follow. He knows best. He's got it already planned out. And that's the way David lived. Following him. And you know, rest doesn't always come easy to sheep. There's a, a book called The Shepherd's a Shepherd Looks at Psalm 23. It's written by Philip Keller. And he wrote in this book that sheep don't lie down easily and will not lie down unless four conditions are met. Because you see in verse two, David said, he makes me lie down in green pastures, right? So to lie down is to rest, right? But because sheep are timid, they won't lie down if they're feeling afraid. Because they're social animals, they also won't rest. They will not lie down if there's any friction among the sheep. If anybody's mad at one another, they're not going to lie down. Also, if, they are, if they're feeling um, troubled by parasites or flies, also, they're not going to lie down. And finally, if the sheep is anxious about food or if the sheep is hungry, the sheep will also not lie down. They need all of those things met before they actually sit and lay. So rest comes because the shepherd has dealt with all of it. The rest comes to the flock when the shepherd has dealt with fear, when the shepherd has dealt with every friction, has dealt with the flies, has dealt with the famine. But that, excuse me, but the only way that this can be dealt with is if the sheep trust the shepherd and follow his herding, follow his leading, Follow him. All, all needs will be met and then they will be able to rest. If they trust that the shepherd's keeping them safe, they trust that peace is among them, that he's looking out for the, that he's looking out for all of them, that the shepherd deals with anything that's troubling them, any type of, of hindrances, and that the, and that it's that the shepherd is it's feeding them, leading them. And then when when they know when they don't have to worry about any of those things, 
then the sheep can rest. But the sheep have to trust that the shepherd, we have to trust that God is going to meet all of those needs. And when we trust that he's meeting those needs for us, we can then rest. Then verse three says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So the good shepherd, he restores and he leads for his name's sake. David felt restored because of the Lord's leading and because of the Lord's provision. What God provides through the green pastures, through these hidden resources and still waters, it renews our strength and our faith in God. And with a renewed soul, I want to follow the paths of righteousness. I want to obey my shepherd. I want to keep following my shepherd because I'm seeing the benefits of trusting in him. And this gives God glory. This is for his namesake. See, because if, if a flock is always in disarray, disorganized, they're unhealthy, they're tired, they've got flies everywhere, would others say that their shepherd was good? No, God cares for us so well because he loves us, because he wants us sustained, but also because he's got to make his goodness known. He has got to make it known that come, if you, if your shepherd is not treating you well, that the person that you are living as Lord of your life, if that person is not leading you to being well-fed, to being sustained, to being untroubled, to being at peace and restful, then come into my flock. Come into my sheep pen, right? But if we are sheep that are stubborn as children of God and we're still stubborn and we're not letting God provide, we're not letting God lead, we're thinking we could do it on our own, we're living overworked, overtired, trying to make it things happen, we're trying to hustle and bustle until we, you know, nothing is left and we look like a church that doesn't even have a good shepherd, do you think that an outsider is going to want to be part of the church of God if we look like a hot mess? No. God is the good shepherd, but we got to be some good sheep too. We got to let him lead us so that we can actually represent the goodness of God. And so that God can be glorified and more people would actually want to be part of the sheep pen. Yes, Gidget says in the chat on Facebook, wow, that's an eye-opener about sheep that don't rest easily. Yes, but we if we want to rest easily, we got to trust. We got to trust. We got to be good sheep. Good sheep who truly follow the guidance of the shepherd. And then next he says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the valley of the shadow of death, right? All of a sudden, right? We This beautiful psalm, it takes a dark turn. We're like, whoa, where'd that come from? We're talking about all these beautiful things. But now, but we know that this is a reality of life, right? Even when you follow the Lord, even when you're following the Lord as shepherd, you may still walk through some shadowy places. You might still walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But remember, that the good shepherd is constantly leading his sheep through different terrain. He's constantly leading his sheep in every season and in different seasons. And so the very next destination of food and water may only be reached through that dark valley. There are some things that can only be unlocked if you go through the trial. There are some things in your life that cannot be revealed until you walk through a dark valley with the Lord as your guide. There's blessing on the other side. And instead of saying, what? I thought following the good shepherd meant that I didn't have to be in, in, in darkness at all. But you can say, no, I, I, I know that he's leading me, that there's a greater plan here. That he's leading me to the next pasture, that he's leading me to the next water. And I've got to trust that even though it might look dark right now, that he is here with me and his rod and his staff, it is comforting me through this season. And remember, there's two very specific things that he's describing here in this challenging time. We've got a valley and we've got a shadow, okay? It is a valley. It's not a mountaintop. It's not a broad meadow. It's a valley, which, which, which suggests that it's feeling like you're being hedged in, right? You're being surrounded. Mountains are around you. You don't know where to go. You're in a vulnerable position. And sometimes we feel that way. 
but it's also the shadow of death. It's not facing the substance of death itself, but it's the shadow of death. It's casting its dark, fearful outline across our path or across David's path here as he's writing this. But know that this is not pure darkness. With the shepherd with me, it's only a shadow of death. Because shadows only form when there is a presence of light. The only time there is a shadow is because light is brightening up the place. Right now, I have a ring light in front of me to lighten me up. But what's happening behind me is that there's a shadow of my head behind me because the light is shining this way. And so if death is presenting itself, if, if anxiety and darkness and the enemy is presenting itself in front of you, the light of Jesus, the good shepherd, is shining through it so you don't have to see anything but a shadow so even in the valley it might be dark but I've got a good shepherd I've got the lights of the world by my side leading me and guiding me so I shall not fear I'm just gonna walk on through I am just going to walk through this valley because this is nothing but a shadow because I've got the light of Jesus lighting me the rest of the way and so even if it looks dark even if it looks scary i don't have to fear because i've got the comfort of his presence i've got his rod and his staff and his light the rod and staff they're, they're instruments used by a shepherd of course right the idea is of a sturdy walking stick used to gently as much as possible sometimes maybe not so gently guide the sheep oh come this way this way this way this way and also protect them from potential predators now there's some debate among commentators as to whether david had the idea of two separate instruments a rod and a staff or one instrument that was used in two ways right sometimes to guide me sometimes to hit the enemy right uh, the Hebrew word for rod, shebet, here seems to imply uh, simply a stick with a variety of applications. And the Hebrew word for staff, mishaina, seems to speak of a support in the sense of a walking stick. So either way, this was guidance. This was protection. And this was comfort to David in these tough seasons. It helped him, even in the valley of the shadow of death, to know that God guided him even through correction. Some of us need to be corrected. We need to be course corrected. We need to be brought back to where we're supposed to be, right? You think of the hook, right? At the end of some shepherds, the shepherd's hook, right? That was, to, hey, that sheep is going astray. I need to hook it around the neck, bring it back over here. That might not be comfortable, but it's for your best interest. And we got to trust that that best, that, that everything the Lord does is because he loves us and he wants us to be safe and sound and found he doesn't want us lost amen so with that being said that is where we are going to end today all right part two is what we're going to cover next time um because psalm 23 has this sudden shift from the lord as shepherd to the lord as a great host who has a table set before him right now next time we're going to talk about we're going to dive deep into five and six we're going to talk about the lord as our host but also how this still ties into this, him being the good shepherd right we're going to bring it all full circle next time and so i pray that what god has spoken thus far through verses one through four has reminded you of just how amazing god is amen so now, as we always do, let's talk about practical application. How do we apply this to our day-to-day -day lives? How do we actually take this knowledge and turn it into wisdom? How do we take this knowledge and turn it into revelation? How do we transform this or allow this word to transform us uh in the chat i just love wednesday recap on the city amen amen you know it's it's a it's a different scenario i definitely do think uh you know monday nights it's more conversation and, and i love that aspect of it and i love giving everyone opportunity to share in their thoughts uh but then i do feel like wednesday gets a little preachy gets a little fired up right because we're just blowing uh so it's definitely a a different experience i would agree on that um 
So you can catch a boat <laughs> and continue to feed on the word, right? Because he wants us to meditate in these things day and night. So what are you taking away from today? Let me know in the chat what you're taking away from today. What is that one thing that you're going, yes, I'm going to meditate on this. I am going to add this to my prayer. I'm going to add this um, to my time of reflection with God. What are you taking away from today? Let me know in the chat. And while you do that, I will give you a few takeaways, a few recaps of what I think is importante. So first of all, the Lord ain't your shepherd today. Make the Lord your shepherd, right? We might have said a billion times in our life that the Lord is our shepherd, but are we actually living like he is our shepherd? Are we actually allowing him to lead us and guide us and show us where to go? And where to find spiritual sustenance in him, right? Spiritual and physical. I be, I'm taking it both ways and always. He takes care of us physically, spiritually, emotionally, every way, shape, or form. So tell the Lord today, Lord, you are my shepherd. I believe you're my shepherd and I'm going to live like a good sheep who follows the sound of the shepherd. You got to trust his leading, Trust his leading. Don't trust on your own understanding. Don't trust on someone else's understanding. Trust in his leading. Trust in where God is leading you. And trust that if he's led you there, he's not going to leave you there. He's leading you to wherever he's leading you for a great purpose. Also, trust in his provision. Trust that he will show up just in the nick of time. He will show up. And he will provide everything you need for today. He may not provide everything you need for an entire year. He wants to provide you what you need today. And then trust him again tomorrow for what you need tomorrow. And then when the next day comes, it's always, don't worry about tomorrow. Even Jesus said it. Don't worry about tomorrow. Trust that I got you today. Tomorrow's not promised to anybody. What do you have today? What have I given you today? Can you be a good steward with what I've given you today? Yes, in the chat, total dependence on our good shepherd, Jesus. Yes, absolutely. And then fear no evil. Fear no evil because the light is with you. Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the good shepherd. That means he's doing all these things all at the same time. So we don't have to fear evil. We don't have to fear walking through valleys of the shadow of death. We can trust that the light is with us. Amen. And I will say what we added earlier. In 2023, let's live out Psalm 23. Amen. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are good. You are great. You are awesome. Lord, I want to pray this psalm over us today. Lord, I declare this psalm. I pray this psalm. Lord, you are my shepherd. I declare you as my shepherd, God. I will follow you and I will go where you are leading because I trust that I shall not want, that I will have everything that I need because you know what I need and you know when I need it. And so, Lord, I declare that you are my shepherd and that I have all that I need. Lord, you make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me, Lord, to where the hidden treasures are. You lead me to the sustenance, God. You feed me well. And even if I got to walk on rocky terrain to get there, Lord, you will show me where it is. You will lift up the rocks that are, that are hiding, Father God, the provision for my life. And I trust that you are leading me there so that I can rest in you, that you have everything that I need and that you could lead me besides still waters to refresh in my soul and restore my soul and that you will lead me in paths of righteousness that you will continue to show me where to go for your glory and not my own because all of this is because you are the one who sustains me God and that I can declare that even in the dark seasons that even in the dark valleys that you have been my sustainer my lo my lord and so lord we're going to walk through some scary places but we're going to walk through them together and I shall not fear because you are with me and and lord I thank you for correction I thank you for your rod I thank you for your staff because they do comfort me lord they console me 
Lord, it brings me even to a place of repentance because I know that I need you to get me through some, some scenarios, God, and that I can't trust in my own way, but I got to trust in you. And if I trust in you like a good sheep that knows your voice, then Lord, I can rest and I can rest in you. And so Lord, I thank you and I give you glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. So with that being said, I've got a couple of announcements and then we'll take some prayer requests if anybody has any. So just to remind you what our weekly schedule usually looks like for a soul of worship online Bible study on Monday nights, we have the zoom group discussion at 8 PM. Um, again, that's via zoom. Then on Tuesday, I send out an email to everyone who's officially registered with the PDF download so that you can review it again, um, or share it with others. I also load up the lesson into the workshop, which is our online learning portal. Then here on Wednesdays, as I'm doing right now, we do the lunchtime live recap um, every Wednesday. As long as there's a Monday night Bible study, we're here on Wednesdays, 12 p.m. Eastern time via Facebook and Instagram live. So if you ever miss a week, you know where to find it. They stay loaded up on Facebook and Instagram. And then I also take the Facebook live video that has the presentation attached to it. And I load that up into the workshop, the online learning portal. I also load it up to YouTube. I also take the audio and load it up to Apple Podcasts. So if you ever miss it or want to hear it again or want to meditate on this word again, there are many resources available every single week so that you can take this word and truly make it yours and grow in your spiritual walk. Amen. And also you can share it with others who you think might benefit from this type of Bible study discussion. If you're not already registered for this study, I really encourage you to do so. Uh, you can go to soulofworship.com forward slash online Bible study. And so you just put your first name and your email and you'll be on the list. You'll get the Zoom link, the reminders that we're about to start. Um, you'll also get the PDF emails and then just any other things that are going on. I send a couple more emails, um, but I don't spam you. I promise. <laughs> and you can always unsubscribe if it gets to be too many. But if you are registered and you don't get the emails, make sure you check your spam folder sometimes, you know, the email providers think that I'm spamming, but I'm not, I promise. <laughs> Uh, and then as I mentioned, the workshop online learning portal, if you're on Facebook, you see that I have a screenshot of what it looks like. Um, so at, sometimes even by the end of today or definitely by Thursday, I have the video up and loaded. We've got the PDF downloads, not only the PDF presentation, but I also have the principal Bible study journal and extra note pages. So a lot of resources available. Please take advantage of them. Okay. I put a lot of love and effort into all of these things and because the Lord has told me to do it. He's my shepherd and I do what he tells me to do. And I know that um, it's valuable and you could use it and take it and go and run with it, right? Not only for your personal time, but if you lead Bible studies, you know, with, with your own family, with, you know, personal family, devotional time or in your church or wherever, feel free to use what's put together and share the gospel with more and more people. If you don't already connect with the Soul of Worship ministry, I encourage you to follow on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, podcast, create the, the login into our online learning portal, follow on YouTube. And if you feel so led, you can support the Soul of Worship ministry. Uh, if you go to soulofworship.com forward slash partner, uh, you can sew into Soul of Worship. You could do a one-time donation or set up recurring if you feel uh, led by the Lord to do so. Or if you want to support the ministry shop, you can do that as well. Soulofworship.com forward slash shop. We sell books, we sell PDF downloads, uh, we sell t-shirts we got worship over worry today that that's a word that's a word all by itself we got to worship over worry um and there's plenty available there and more coming i don't know if you noticed me drinking out of my new let's see, let's see. <laughs> my new uh water bottle there it says my soul thirsts for god psalm 42 too <laughs> so um definitely more coming to the shop soon so i encourage you to take a look if you're local to Pennsylvania or don't mind doing a little driving, we're having a what's called a Waffles and a Worship uh, 
in-person event on March 11th at 10 a.m. at our church, Pentecostal Christian Church Mission of Love in Penn Arnjel. We're going to have a top your own waffle buffet. Uh, we're going to be making the waffles fresh, lots of toppings. It's going to be delicious. And then we're going to have a Bible study in person. Uh, and so we'll be teaching from uh, my book, Worship, Are You Making a Sound? And then we're also going to have a dedicated Praise Kids class for children ages 3 to 12. Um, our space is limited at our church. So if you want to be there, definitely secure your seat right now. We've already got a bunch of tickets already sold. And so if you want to secure your seat, go to soulofworship.com forward slash events. Um, it's a fundraiser for our summer uh, programs that we do at the parks. And so it's not very expensive. Uh, a ticket for a child is just $5. Um, and then uh, uh, if you already have the book, then you just want a $10 ticket. And if you want to get the book plus the ticket for the breakfast, then it'll be $20 for the book and um, and breakfast. But if you already got the book, bring it with you and then it's just a $10 ticket. So either way, like I said, it's a fundraiser for the ministry. We have a lot of stuff planned for the summer, for summer outreach. And so we just want to continue to have more resources to do more for the kingdom. So secure your seat, soloworship.com forward slash events. And so talking about the book as well, if you want the book ahead of time, you don't want to wait till March 11th and you don't already have it, please go to soulofworship.com forward slash book. Get yourself a copy of this book. It is a 12-week Bible study journey. Um, there is a lot of scripture in here, different topics of worship. You see there are week seven, sing a new song, um, powerful. Just This is powerful, not because I wrote it because God revealed it to me. Okay. And so, and he continues to remind me that I need to keep emphasizing it. And so if you don't have this book, get it. And if you have it, make sure you're studying it. Um, and so you can get the book on my website or you can also find it on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Just look up the title or my name, Sarah Marie Popolo, and you will find it. I also created um, video lessons to go with each of the chapters. So if you're not so sure um, where uh, or if you want to answer the questions and then watch the video to see how your your questions or your answers match up with what I think, or if you want to add anything else, the video lessons are a great resource. And so if you want to not only get the book, but also the video course, then you can go to soulofworship.com forward slash course. So there's 13 videos that go along with the book. It's a great add on. Um, and so again, all of this is available at soulofworship.com, the specific links are here up on the screen but if you, even if you just go to soulofworship.com you will find everything that you need um amen in the chat said buy the ticket and the book even if you have it and gift it to someone that may benefit from it that is beautiful that is a great idea so get yourself an extra copy of the book even if you already have it so you can gift it to somebody else um and that actually brings me to another point if you can't make it to our waffles and worship but maybe you want to sponsor somebody feel free to let me know um you can buy the ticket and in the note just say i'm sponsoring someone and then there, you know if someone says hey i would love to be there but i can't you know i can't afford it or i've got too many kids to bring I, maybe someone can sponsor a few kids whatever the case may be um feel let the lord lead you but we definitely have opportunities for sponsorship as well all right, those are all of my announcements and wrap-ups and additional resources. Again, my heart and the mission of uh, the Soul of Worship ministry is, is to empower us right to worship to dive deep into his word and the more that we know his word the more that we can worship him authentically the more we understand what's happening when we worship when we praise the more we're going to want to do it and the more we're going to exercise this spiritual weapon of warfare and so if you see me extra passionate about this it's because i am passionate about it and i want to see god glorified and i want to see his church strong and i want to see us overcoming so many challenges that that we're facing our children are facing challenges more than ever before and we've got to equip them we've got to raise up worship warriors and so we got to be worship warriors first so we can show our kids how to do it and so that they can be equipped and empowered to overcome amen so i just i get excited and i know that god is good and if you get excited with me we can do so much for the kingdom amen all right is anybody uh does anybody have any prayer requests let me know in the chat. I'll stay on for a couple more minutes. I'm looking at it's 108. Not a problem. The snow is coming down. I hope that everybody is safe at home. 
Praise the Lord. How about this? Lord, we pray for anyone who might be on the road right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for your, your angels to, to cover and to protect every single person. Bring them home safely, my God. And Lord, allow everyone to be safe at home during this snowstorm that we are in here in Pennsylvania and that you would continue to be with us. Lord, we pray that you will continue to guide us and equip us. Lord, we pray for all those who may be sick. We pray for healing in the name of Jesus. We pray for all those who need comfort, Lord. We pray that you would come and comfort. Lord, we pray that we would all be just motivated God that we will be fired up to seek your face God and to follow after you as our shepherd Lord more than ever before renew our faith renew our strength renew our passion and our fervor and and our our let us be zealous for you God in in, in a way that is pleasing to you Father and is edifying to each other Lord in Jesus mighty name Lord we pray amen Amen. Yes, Gidget says, I'd like for us to pray for a friend of mine that her dad has dementia. He has been showing behavior that seems to upset him whenever he hears the name of Jesus. He is a Christian too. Thank you. Yes. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we come in agreement with Sister Gidget's request to pray for this friend of hers who her father has dementia. Lord, you know who they are. You know exactly who they are and you know what he's going through, Father God. And so Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray for clarity of mind, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would have mercy over this man, Father God. Lord, he believes in you. He knows you, Father God. And so, Lord, I pray that he would be comforted by words of Jesus, that he would be comforted by the word, that he would be comforted by prayers, that he would be comforted by worship, Father God. And whatever is tormenting him right now, Father God, Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would cast it out of that household, out of his mind, Father God, and that, Lord, he would be able, again, to receive comfort from you, Lord. Lord, I pray for peace in their household. I pray for peace over his caregivers for this friend of Gidget's, Lord. Lord, this is not an easy disease. This is not an easy scenario to go through. And so we pray for your strength. We pray for your guidance. We pray for strategies to be revealed, Lord. And we pray, Lord, for just your peace, your shalom peace to fill their home and to fill that place, Father God, and that they could, that your presence would be tangible in their home, my Lord. Lord, and so we pray for healing, we pray for deliverance. We pray for, for safety, for comfort, for peace. Peace. I just want to pay for peace right now. Shalom. Peace right now over his mind. Peace over his body. Peace completely in that place, Father God. Let your presence, Lord, fill their home right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. I believe it in your name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. Anything else, guys? All right. Well, glory be to Jesus. We give God all glory. And so I bless you all. And I hope you have a great rest of the day. Stay warm. Stay safe. And we'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye, guys. God bless you. Are you walking through a season of barrenness? Do you need to stir up spiritual growth in your life? In worship, are you making a sound? Author Sarah Marie Popolo shares praise and worship that will transform your walk with the Lord. You'll gain new insight into the powerful tool God has given you in worship. Walk through this 12-week Bible study and learn how to use your voice to declare God's promises over your life and watch your desert flourish into a garden of praise and triumph. Available at Amazon, your local bookstore, or at Trilogy.tv. As a reminder, this Bible study is available as a PDF download on my online learning portal called The Workshop. To download this study with all of the notes and scripture references, please go to www.soulofworship.com forward slash workshop and join our community. The link is also in the show notes. All right, that's it for today's episode. Don't forget to follow the Soul of Worship Ministry on Instagram and Facebook and join the email newsletter so you never miss out on new Bible study resources and live Bible study and worship events. Find it all on www.soulofworship.com. Until next time, keep on praising.